Startup Santa Show is about sharing the entrepreneur journeys and the lessons learned along the way. These entrepreneurs have done some incredible things and we are excited to share their stories. Well, I'm incredibly excited to have you here today, Jimmy. Today we'll be talking about hindsight being 2020 and the relationships that those have impacts in our life it's, and our business. So it's really cool to see how the people that you meet and the relationships you develop over time have had an impact at where you're at today and where you're headed. So let's go ahead and get started. Jimmy, why don't you introduce yourself? Jimmy Murray. I was a comedian when I was 16. That's kind of informed the rest of my life. Uh, I also did a lot of stuff in, in statistics, which later led to opportunities in artificial intelligence. So I just had a weird background that's kind of melded together. Uh, and I, like you said, I've met a ton of interesting people over the years that has created a catalog of varying interests and varying backgrounds, which created the melting pot of a person you see before you today. Awesome. Uh, let's t- dive a little into that. What do you like to do? I mean, you mentioned some comedy, you mentioned some uh, artificial intelligence. What uh, gets you excited in the morning? So, man, I'm always I'm constantly interested in in bell curves. So I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm tracking trends. So if it has a graph, like I want to be in it. I remember being a kid and waking up like I got to see the Dow Jones graph, whether it's going up or down. It's just it just just interested me. And then creative enterprises also interested me as well. It's like I I, I got to be able to speak. I got to be able to perform. I got to be I like it. I got to make a movie. I got to write something. So that's that's been I guess those are my two foci right on the 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 ellipse that is my life. Nice. So let's start looking at your previous journey, right? Where you got what got you to here and the people in it. And we'll start with me. Where did where did we meet? I thought we met at Pod, Podfest, but that was apparently the second time we met. So I'm going to guess we met at the Military Influencers Conference before that. What? Oh, so I... You were like, it's good to see you again. I'm like, I feel like I'm seeing you for the first time. So let's hash this out um, <laughs> in that gap. Was so it... It's definitely... I was definitely at both those events, but I feel like we met at the PodFest meetup at IHOP. Or not PodFest, Podcaster meetup at PodFest. Perfect. IHOP. Okay. And you, you had just gotten your small taste of fandom and had a post go viral on Instagram. And so That's you were talking all. about it. Yes. This is all familiar. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, talk so, a little bit about that post? <laughs> okay, so it was the 90s. And everything had to be extreme and very visual. So uh, when I was in the fourth grade, my mom, I got a bowl cut and had the thick horned rim Harry Potter glasses and a sweet, super like uh, Justin Timberlake looking shirt. And then just laser beams behind me because you had to laser beams or forest as your background in the 90s. And I posted it. On, oh yeah. I posted on Reddit. They were doing like a, like a throwback day one day. And, um, and then uh, a couple weeks later, I, I got a text saying, I'm on the chive. Like, what's the chive? And like, the chive is mostly just girls in bikinis. And but then it's like people who become memes. So all of a sudden, I was a, a meme on the chive. And, and there was a little bit of fame there. But the post Robert's referring to is when uh, an Instagram group called, uh, I guess, Bad Family Photos or something like that. I'll get the exact name for you later. And we can put it in the, the notes. But uh, it went on Instagram. And I was getting texts from... I got texts from all my family and all my friends and that post 
had at least a hundred replies before I started replying all. And then uh, as I was replying to people, they were like, oh my God, the dude grew up and he looks exactly the same. So now I'm, I'm like, yeah. That is awesome. So I, I pass it along it. to our friend Chris Kramitzos, who made me the star of the show at this FPA meeting. And yes. uh, I guess it's amazing what, what can happen, um, even with stuff that was like buried 25 years ago, you know? Right. Well, we're talking a little bit about the impact that that has in your life uh, beyond the initial event, right? A lot of us think that when we engage, it's a one-off relationship, uh, a one-time, kind of like going through the McDonald's drive through They give you the value that you're seeking and you move on. But really, our life is made up of the relationships that we foster and grow and develop. And that's what has an impact on your life and the lives around you. So talk a little bit about who has impacted your life and how that has driven your journey. So the story, ever since you brought this up, the story I've wanted to share, uh, again, this is, I guess, PodFest was the, or, or in the podcasting community of Florida has been the fulcrum of my life for a really long time. So I, I, as I'm at PodFest and I'm making connections and I'm networking and I'm trying to figure out what my role is, what I can do in this community. Is there a way for me to monetize off anything? Uh, short answer, not yet, but maybe. Uh, I, was, I was talking to all the volunteers and uh, I saw this one guy and he looked like he was just about to pass out. He looked like he had gotten two or three hours of sleep before. And I'm like, hey man, can I, can I just buy you some coffee? And he's like, oh my God, that would be the best thing in the world. I'm like, okay, all right. You're not as tired as I thought, but okay, awesome. yeah, I'll go ahead and, and, and get that for you. And, and he follows me. I'm like, are you out of position? I don't know. But he follows me like a lost little puppy dog in search of caffeine. I, I get him coffee. And from there, like fast forward to just the end of last year, he had formed a production company and, and needed help um, with, with military veterans. And at the time I was, I was running, I, I had just finished um, – my run running a military podcasting company. So the way this all connects is the, the, the young man was Adam Cummings, military Marine veteran. And just, I happened to buy that guy coffee once and then he needed help. He needed my help with open uh, OBS software. Yep. And I was able to pull off this Facebook live campaign with him. And it was, just, uh, it was kind of amazing to see, I guess the quantum entanglement happen in, in real time. Uh, somebody that I thought I would meet once and all I did was buy him coffee. Like this one act of kindness led to work years and years later. And we're going to do a lot of amazing projects this year as well. Very cool. I, I think it's uh, really interesting to see how those interweaving, interweaving connections happen. Uh, Adam is definitely a, a big piece of this community and it's really cool that you get to work with him on some projects that he's doing. Uh, he definitely has a lot going on um, beyond work in your personal life to create someone who has had this incredible journey. That's very dichotomy, right? Creativeness and analytics are two very different skill sets. Who, who else in your life has had an impact in making who you are today? Uh, Chris Kermitsos comes to mind immediately. He had a vision to create a local pot or to create a podcasting network dedicated to kids. Cause that was a market that hadn't been, uh, really tapped into yet and we're we're almost to a million downloads across all of our shows wow. which is fantastic um, I, I love watching the growth of, of people who are, are very they take a lot of pride in like they're like it's been a year and I'm at the thousand mark and and like you got to take pride in in, uh, in everything that you're you're doing because you're you're creating it on your own 
and you're doing it with little to zero, zero to little um, outside influence. Like it's there's just a lot of noise, right? And to to, to get the level of success that um we're getting to, man, it's it's really exciting. Um, and I guess were you at Synapse, Robert? Last year I wasn't, but I was there the year before. So you were there for the inaugural year. I was. I was there for the big kickoff. So uh, to that end, I would I almost said Robert Glockledge, that's you. Um, Kornfeld, Brian Kornfeld and, um, and his crew uh, led me to the AI job I have today. So nice. tying both comedy and artificial intelligence together. Yeah, there's a lot. And I think it is always humbling to look back and see those who have had an impact in your life. But can you talk a little bit about the, uh, the people and the individuals that you have had an impact in their lives and how that has changed with their trajectory and what they're doing? I know you've had an impact in my life, so there's got to be at least a few more. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. I, uh, I really do. I really, um, I never hear feedback on the lives that I've helped. I'm just like, oh, cool. I think with Adam's like, I bought that guy coffee and I'll never hear from him again. And then years later, he's like, Jimmy, I'm, <laughs> I'm forming this entire nationwide operation for military veterans. Um, so. Very cool. I, I think a big part of that is, you know, a lot of it we don't notice. I mean, we go about our day and we do our thing. So taking a moment to reflect on that and, because in it of the interactions that we're having in individuals can have a real effect in their lives and you may never even know it, which is really cool. And are there any resources that have helped you get to where you're going or what you've been able to accomplish that you think others should be aware of? So obviously I've had my fingers in a, in a lot of stuff. Uh, I was running an Instagram campaign and, and Hootsuite helped with that. I guess for me, it, uh, there, there are tons of tools for really whatever you want to do. Um, when I wanted to learn artificial intelligence, there was a, there was about seven years worth of math I had to catch up on. So YouTube, Udemy, and Udacity were fantastic resources for that when I was running my Instagram stuff. Um, Hootsuite and, and, and Daily and Slack were really good. Uh, and really... Honestly, it takes a little bit of extra elbow grease, but if you find the, the Facebook community of the thing that you want to do and you kind of, I don't want to say pay your dues, but you just, you, you engage in the community for like a month or two and you, you build up your rep. Like people I find have a natural tendency to want to help other people out. And um, it, it reminds me of something Chris Rock said, like if you're just sitting, if you're broken down the side of the road and you're just sitting in your car, nobody really wants to do anything. But if you, they see you pushing your car, like you're heading in a direction, like boom, let's, let's get this guy off the highway to a gas station. Like your whole life can, can change in an instant as long as you're putting in the effort. So I would say uh, Facebook groups for sure. Wonderful. I think that definitely has a, a huge message there is that you can be helpless, but you're not alone in that journey. And what people latch onto is not the fact that you need help, but the fact that you're trying to make a change. And that excitement of moving something forward really pulls people together in a group. Absolutely. You, uh, yourself, you've run, I was listening to your interview. I think at the time it was like five, you started five companies. Um, you might be up to seven or 10 now. Um, yeah, I, so I've had nine. Um, okay. 
if you include a podcast, this would be the tenth venture I've been on. Okay, sure. Um, but the the goal of I guess what I've learned over time is that one, you can't do anything by yourself. Even if you are the one who makes the product, puts the product together, and then who are you going to sell it to, right? So there's always a relationship in anything that you do, no matter what you're trying to achieve, because everything has an impact in the people around you. So that's kind of, it's a really interesting mindset. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, when they get started, they're focused on solving this one problem. This is, this is the thing. If I solve it with the perfect solution, everybody will love it. And that's great for problem solving and entrepreneur, that entrepreneur mindset, but it's not a business, right? The sure. business is only a business when you exchange value for value. It's not necessarily money for money or products for services, but there is an, a value exchange that meets the need of your customer, period, right? It's really simple, but you need both. You need the creative side, you need the business side, and there's a lot of different processes that you can do in there. I think you hit the nail on the head. I know you're um, the interview, the point of the interview was to find like it wasn't for me. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not, I've not delivered so far, but value for value. Uh, that's, that's the mindset you got to have. And that's, yeah. that's a perfect summation. I love it. That, let's talk a little bit about what you wish you'd known when you had gotten started. Right. I mean, I think everybody can look back and see, you know, if I had only known this, if I could have done that, I would be where I am today a lot sooner. I guess when I, I'm in the mentality of, of entrepreneurship and business, I, I feel like everything's got to be cutthroat and you got to be able to do things on your own. You got to be able to stand on your own two feet and you got to be able to do everything. And that, cause that's, that's, that's the, the nature of, of the thing when you're starting by yourself is you have to do everything by yourself. And that's not the case whatsoever. Like I wish I had a Robert Blackledge in my life in 2011. You know? like, <laughs> uh, somebody tell me like, you should, if you can't outsource your weaknesses, if you can't outsource them as quickly as possible, um, just find a thing that you can do and then just connect. I, I guess it's kind of, I don't want to say Avengers, but man, I'm learning Spider-Man here. So, you know, um, I'm reminded of when uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was talking to Joss Whedon and he's like, man, this Avengers movie, it's got to center on me. So Joss Whedon, and I know, I know exactly what he did, but he edited the movie so terribly that he's like, this can't be an Iron Man film. So Robert Downey Jr. is like, we're all one arm of the octopus. And so that's, that's what you're doing when you're starting a business or, or, or doing your new enterprise is you're one arm of the octopus. So find the other seven or eight people that can do the things that you can't. And uh, I guess it's faster alone, further together. You go way farther. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think that's a, a core sentiment that is difficult to see on the front end of any business start venture because it does all end at you. The buck ends at you. You own the responsibility of that business. But the truth is, is that you don't have to do it alone. You can uh, definitely build a team together to delegate some of that load so that you can grow as an organization. And it's the hard part isn't being alone in it. It's finding people to join you on that journey that fit your weaknesses, right? Yeah. Because we always find people that we are very similar to. It's human nature. Right. It's the ability to find the other parts of the wheel <laughs> that don't fit what you do. That is difficult. Cool. I, I want to talk a little bit about the unique skills that you have that have come to light, right? We've talked about the wheel. What, what piece of those pie are, are your strengths? Where are you good at? I know you do some voice acting, so you definitely have some, uh, some skills there. I appreciate that, man. I somebody, 
uh, a, a local podcaster who does great things in Tampa Bay. His name's Kyle Sasser. And he says I have um, whatever the opposite of tunnel vision is. He says I see things at a really high level and I can, I can mm. orchestrate things from, from there. So I see all these people digging tunnels and I, I, I combine them all to make a maze. And he, he said that when he's like, you do voice acting, but you're also like, you're, you're automating all this stuff with Python. And those don't seem like very similar skill sets whatsoever. So he's like, you're, you're just, you're conducting an orchestra of seven different skill sets of seven different parts of people's brain. And I, I guess that's it, man. Uh, I, I see it. I see clarinet players and I see tuba players and I see the drums and I'm like, let's, let's make music. Like I can't do any of that by myself, but I think if we put all these parts together, we can make something beautiful. And that's really powerful. We're, um, have you done Myers-Briggs 16 personalities tests? Something along ENFP. those lines? ENFP. Oh, interesting. So I'm ENTP. What's the F stand for? Feeling. So you're um, a thinker. I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're very similar, Ken, in that kind of mindset of being able to see that big picture and, ident- and diagnose what needs to be created to create a new solution to solve if problems you were a fly on the wall for our conversations that you would probably see the difference in the feeling and the thing because i would i would deliver stuff kind of emotionally and you you're very you're you're considerate like you 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 watch things happen mm. and then you and you formulate like a fantastic result or solution at the end of, uh, of all of this observation and it's like it's always just great to talk to you and kind of um watch you solve problems in real time talking <laughs> to other people uh i had one so it's very draining for me which is unique like but when i turn it on like really turn it on uh it, it i'm like completely drains me for like 24 hours so mm-hmm. yesterday i had one well maybe not quite 20, like 20, i gotta go to sleep like it's it's like a workout for me, right? I gotta I work my mind muscle and then I gotta go sleep. I had one yesterday. I spent over an hour and a half fixing four businesses for a local college group, entrepreneur group. And oh my I was god! Like, like not only were they different businesses that had individual problems, but they all could benefit from working together in a weave. But it was so cool because they're trying to solve obesity and. Uh, dropout rates and uh, all these different well, recycling, so sustainability, right? All these different pieces. And they had created four different entities. And I was like, at least three of these work directly together, right? Yeah. So you can farm. So they were, they have a farm where they pay the kids in this money, this fake money to give them funds to go at the, that they can use at the shop where students also get money for good grades and good activities. And then they have a career closet that uh, they help people get clothing so they can get jobs and feel professional. So a lot of inner white weaving. And so just to your point, like I very much love putting those pieces together. I see it in you too. I oh, love you. that you have it, but I lack that, that feeling empathy. Like I am very like, this is this is what I see, like like it or not. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's, it's different price for the coin, right? And yeah, yeah, we need to do it together. Uh, it's just so funny, like because I'm always like, I gotta have a, a relationship with this person forever, and you're like, numbers. Let's, <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Yeah, there's but, there are two different things for me, right? Like I I love that I can do that for somebody, but that is a side of a coin that is very stoic. 
And then the other side is, you know, I'm very, I'm very empathetic. I can connect with you. I feel what you're yeah. going through. I've been there for most, most of those things, but the, uh, I have to turn a switch on to get into this side. Yeah. It's cool. Are you, um, are you a Parks and Rec fan? Uh, I've watched a few seasons. It's, I'm more of like, have you seen, oh, what's the name of the show? The Office. No, I've seen The Office, <laughs> but I'm, I like more sci-fi kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, there's a new one on Amazon. They just had their third season where they're like traveling to other planets. Um, for Amazon, I've been doing Man in the High Castle oh. lately, and I'm really far behind on it. And I just caught yes. up on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I brought up Parks and Rec. That, because go ahead. Yeah, I would say Mar- uh, Marvelous... What is it? Marvelous uh, Mrs. Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is incredible. I love the humor in that. It's a show about a stand-up comic, so uh, yes. that, that's just well-written. And uh, it's, it's way more than that, though. They show you the, like, the seedy politics of, of mm-hmm. the stand-up culture and New York culture and, uh, and show business in general. And it's just, it's just yeah. flabbergasting. Mm-hmm. See, Florida gets made fun of because it just has gotten made fun of historically. Right. Um, I brought up Parks and Rec because uh, I guess I was reminded of Ben Wyatt and um, Chris Traeger. And so like okay. Chris Traeger was like, he would come in, like they would have to clean up these cities and they'd have to be really direct, but Chris Traeger couldn't do that, but Ben Wyatt could. So nice. Chris would be like, hey, hey, hey Ben, can we, um, can we not cut out their entire Parks program? And they'd be, they'd be like, no, we gotta do that. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta cut out all the social services. And he's like, oh, did everything we could do. Sorry, <laughs> hugs. And that's, that's Robert in me is I, yeah. I hug you while yeah. we're um, destroying your livelihood. Yes, very much so. I'm like, and you're like, oh, come here, buddy. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's phenomenal. Uh, so <clears throat> what is the most common reason people fail or give up? In my experience, it's, it's overthinking and giving up at the first red flag mm. you see something go sour it's uh, and, and you'll see this like when people invest and like why did my investment go down today better cash out you know like just yeah, mind-boggling so you when you overthink something you make it a bigger problem than it really is and then and, and if you get uneasy if you get insecure you'll give up at the first sign of trouble and trouble happens immediately and if people honestly did the same thing in real life like the first time a car passes you like nobody would ever cross the street so again and i guess ultimately the highest level people are very emotionally tied and and they have a lot of their identity in in a project and especially in their money if they're investing into a project so they can't lose their identity right well you're it's your baby right yeah all the things that you've done and created which one of them would you want to give up if you did you know, if you had the choice. Oh God. Nope. So much choice. Nope. None of that. <laughs> right. I, I love it, Jimmy. This is phenomenal. Do you have any last words uh, for our guest today? Uh, Robert's a fantastic resource. And oh. yeah. So I appreciate ask him something. It. And yeah. And I'm always uh, available for um, for a beer. If you want to deep dive into any subject, because I am constantly in Wikipedia rabbit holes. So we can talk about it. Let's, um, Jimmy, I've had a phenomenal conversation with you. Before we finish up, can you go through where people can find you and how they can reach out? So I'm on Facebook, uh, Jimmy Murray. I, I'm on Twitter. The handle is at the Jimmy Murray. And I'm on Instagram at a wild Jimmy appeared. Huge Pokemon fan. So. Love it. 
Well, it was incredible. I love anytime I get to spend some time with you to have a conversation about life, artificial intelligence, and all of our incredible ventures. I look to seeing you soon. And if I, I think this will be posted after PodFest, but hopefully we've had a phenomenal PodFest. We'll follow up. It'll be good. We'll, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Startup Santa Show, part of our 2020 Hindsight series, where we've been talking to entrepreneurs and those who have pursued their passion. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show today. We truly appreciate your support and hope you stay safe in these crazy times around the world.